Raider Nation, wake up and get ready because it's time for the morning grind on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Good morning, Raider Nation. I'm Eddie Pascal, and today is September 21st, 2020. Thank you for joining us for another episode of The Morning Grind. Later this evening, the Silver and Black will officially open their 2020 slate of home games at Allegiant Stadium against Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints. So on today's episode of the podcast, we wanted to get you ready for all things Monday Night Football. Helping us in our quest to do just that is Saints broadcaster Caroline Gonzalez, who covers the team for NewOrleansSaints.com. Caroline is a wealth of knowledge in regard to all things Saints, so sit back, relax, and let's get ready for some football. Lego! And we're joined today on the morning grind by Caroline Gonzalez, a reporter for NewOrleansSaints.com. And Caroline, thank you for hanging out with us, taking a few minutes. And I got to start with the man himself, Drew Brees, now in his 20th year, which is completely mind-boggling. And I think we all know that Father Time is going to catch up to him at some point. But is, is 2020 that year? Or is he just trucking along still? Well, 2020 seems to uh, go poorly for everyone else in the world, but hopefully it doesn't go poorly for Drew Brees. But yeah, I mean, you mentioned it, year 20 for Drew Brees, which is absolutely insane. And I actually was lucky enough to talk to uh, his his throwing coach for his offseason, Tom House, and he was talking about the uniqueness of how things have developed with Drew since his time, because he started with Drew when he was with the Chargers. Um, and, you know, with COVID and everything and Drew's age, they really had to get creative this year. And he was actually saying that Drew did workouts in his pool in his backyard this year like on a surfboard you know like water resistance training and things like that and throwing lacrosse balls at the fence it was just bananas to hear uh the amount of work that Drew's put in but um excited to see what he's going to put out this year nothing but good things from Drew at all times is Drew the most popular man in New Orleans do you think Oh, 1,000%. If it's not him, it might be Zion Williamson at this point. Uh, But, you know, with Drew, uh, with everything that he does in the community and, you know, what his family does, his kids, uh, I think think it's safe to say he's probably the most popular guy in New Orleans. And for good reason, too. So headed into week two. Now, obviously, the Raiders and the Saints start off the season in a way that they both, you know, I'm sure feel pretty good about. Obviously, room for improvement on, on both sides of things. But the big news this week in terms of injury stuff for the Saints is Michael Thomas. And, and I'm not going to put you on the spot and ask if he's playing or anything like that. Like we both we both know how this goes. But if for whatever reason, Michael Thomas isn't able to play. I'm just curious for people who don't spend a lot of time watching the New Orleans Saints. What is the depth at that excuse me, that position in particular look like this year? Well, I think it's it's ex- extraordinary this year, and it's a reason why they wanted to put so much emphasis on that, that wide receiver two position, because you had Ted Ginn at that position last year, and he didn't really produce a lot for the Saints, and so now you brought in a veteran like Emmanuel Sanders. People are saying that he's, you know, on the tail end of his career, possibly, but we saw a great performance out of Emmanuel Sanders in, in week one against the Bucks, and everything that we've seen out of him in training camp um, says that there is going to be room for optimism, but not only Emmanuel Sanders, you have... Jared Cook at the tight end position. I mean, he he had a, um, a great game in week one. You have Deontay Harris, um, who is a player that came out of a small division three school, uh, Assumption College, and then he made this roster last year as a punt returner. He turned all pro. He really earned that honor. And then this year, they're really trying to develop him at that wide receiver position because he's so quick and, um, you know, can make people miss and things like that. So um, excited to see what the Saints are going to do, but I'm really excited to see what a man 
Emmanuel Sanders is going to do this week and see how how well he produces for the Saints. Yeah, Emmanuel Sanders is a guy that obviously here in the AFC West we're, we're very familiar with. But yep. I'm glad you brought up our old pal Jared Cook, man. Coming, coming back to Vegas, one of our favorite guys still, a guy who was so good with us both on and off the field during his tenure in silver and black. And, and Caroline, he just seems like one of those guys that – regardless of where he is you know what the status of the quarterback is none of that he's just always a guy who quietly produces and just goes about his business yeah yeah like you you hit the nail on the head he's just gonna go out there and do what he needs to do and get it done and it's funny because on our zoom calls now like all the media is doing um he's so tall that he rarely fits in the frame of the Zoom call. So oftentimes his head is like completely cut off. So I call him Wizard Kelly on the Zoom calls because uh, that's exactly what he looks like. But Jared Cook, you said it, is is the guy that's just going to go out there and do his job and really produce for this team. And it was unfortunate last year that him and Drew didn't really get on the same page because at one point Jared Cook was injured and then Drew was injured with his thumb. Um, and so it wasn't until the latter part of the season that Jared Cook really started to hit his stride. And you saw that connection. Um, but now that both players are healthy they have that chemistry they know what to expect out of one another I think the the only way to go is up for those two and like I said we obviously know what Jared is capable of during his during his career as a Raider he was an incredibly productive Pro Bowl campaign uh you know and for you know large large stretches of his time as a Raider likely our most efficient offensive weapon out wide even as a tight end but we saw Christian McCaffrey last weekend this weekend, we see Alvin Kamara, and you're, you've obviously had such a good seat to see both of those guys now for the past couple of years. When you, when you look at them and kind of compare and contrast the two of them, how are they similar and, and how are they different? Well, they're both shifty, right? They know they both know how to make each make guys miss on defense, and I think um, you know Alvin Kamara. It's tough because last season he was at, he had that injury and he just played through it. But that first season that Kamara played with the Saints, he just knew how to get it done. He knew where his gaps were coming, and when you got him out into space, he was unstoppable. And just like and it was just like Christian McCaffrey. Um, I think where Alvin Kamara needs to improve this year, or where he needs to develop a little bit more, um, or where you are going to see him develop more. Excuse me is in the receiving game we saw that in the first game he had five receptions for 51 yards and a touchdown um that's something that you know Christian McCaffrey probably has the capability to do because we've seen Christian McCaffrey do pretty much everything uh, but I think that's where Alvin Kamara is really going to hit his stride again this year um because you saw it in the Tampa Bay game defenses know what to expect out of Alvin Kamara at this point so you're going to have to get more creative with the ways that you use him so uh, excited to see what Alvin Kamara is going to do this year especially now that he's fully healthy and he said in media availability last week that um, he forgot what it felt like to play healthy so uh, excited to see what Kamara can do it seems like that's really kind of the next the next level for all of these like young running backs you know we look at Josh Jacobs from a year ago and and we talked about it the other day where if you really wanted to nitpick his rookie season, you, you wanted to see him get more involved in the passing game. And obviously, this sounds like the same kind of goes for Kamara in some respects. But it is interesting to think over the past couple of years how that there really has been a shift to, OK, you can be a great running back. If, if you want to be a great running back, you have to be able to run the ball, but you also have to get involved in the passing game, too. Yeah, absolutely. And you said it. And we have a guy like Latavius Murray on our team. And I, I kind of draw this comparison um especially this year when in 2017 when you saw Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara both put up a thousand yard seasons it was because they they played off of each other well you knew Mark Ingram was going to go in he was going to run behind his pads he was going to get you those two three extra downs um and then you had to also worry about Alvin Kamara because he was shifty he was making guys miss and now you're seeing that again with Latavius Murray Latavius Murray is a guy who's going to run behind his pads he's going to get you those two three downs he's going to find his gaps and then you can use Alvin Kamara the way he 
should be used and making defenses miss, being shifty, being creative inside the offense. So um, excited to see more production out of Latavius and Kamara this year. I know I'm excited to see everyone, but it's week two, so I have to be excited. To you got exactly. You got to be excited. <laughs> and I, man, a lot of familiar faces coming to town. I completely forgot about Latavius, who Raiders fans will also be very familiar with. He began his career in silver and black. But Caroline, defensively, shifting to the defensive side of the football, we've heard a lot this week out here in Vegas about the defensive front for the Saints this week. And so for those of us who, like I said, don't spend a lot of time watching New Orleans Saints tape, no offense, where, you know, we have all our, our <laughs> things here that we got to worry about. Who do we need to really keep an eye on? Who is kind of a key to what that defensive front wants to do for New Orleans? Well, obviously you have Cam Jordan, right? Like, you know what Cam Jordan brings. He's going to be consistent for every snap. But I think a guy that Raiders fans are going to want to keep their eye on is is Trey Hendrickson. And it was funny because last week uh, Bruce Arians said that uh, the easiest guy to block on, on the Saints defensive line was Trey Hendrickson. And he came out of that game with, um, I think, two set no, one sack and, and four tackles. And he really just came up big for that Saints defense. So um, Cam Jordan, Trey Hendrickson, Malcolm Jenkins is – or excuse me, Malcolm Brown is a guy. Um, that's consistent for the Saints, David Onyemata. So that front um, for the Saints defense has really been consistent, and now you have a, a healthy Sheldon Rankins. He's been dealing with a, an Achilles injury the last two seasons. He ruptured it, um, I believe, two years ago, and then last year he had like a spur. It was a weird hereditary thing um, that he had to get corrected last season uh, on his Achilles. So um, h- happy to see a, a healthy Sheldon Rankins. So that front for the Saints is, is really hard to beat. You know, there's so many people that are just talking. And obviously, Monday Night Football is such a production now. And it's very exciting to be a part of it. And I know I'm just as excited as you are to, to watch meaningful primetime football again. But I think that when you hear a lot of the chatter out there, I think a lot of people are expecting this to be that high-scoring Drew Brees versus Derek Carr, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown kind of game. Yeah. When, when you look at this game from your vantage point, do you see it kind of heading that way? Or could we be in for a little bit of a surprise where maybe it is a 17-14, you know, a 20-17 type of game? Well, I think the Saints defense has something to prove yet again. I think last week um, they got their first taste of, of Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, you know, the entire offseason, that was all that anyone was talking about was how the Saints defense was going to match up with Tampa Bay. Um, but you have guys like Janoris Jackrabbit Jenkins. You have Marshawn Lattimore. Um, and I think I think it's going to be a big game for the Saints defense to, to say again, hey, it wasn't just a fluke against Tom Brady. I think they're going to go out there and they're going to try to prove something yet again. And, and John Gruden said it on the conference call uh, with media last week that it's going to be um, a real measuring stick for the Raiders. And I think it's going to be a measuring stick for the, the Saints as well. If you sleep on a team like the Raiders, they, they can come up and bite you, especially if you are without a guy like Michael Thomas, um, you know, leading the way on your offense. So excited to see. I keep saying excited. Uh, looking We're all excited. It's okay. We're good. We're fired up. <laughs> Looking forward to seeing uh, what the Saints defense can do, but I think I'm also uh, looking forward to seeing what the Raiders are going to do because, you know, you're going against, you went against a fairly new pink. Panthers team. Now you're going against a Saints team who didn't have much turnover in the offseason. Yeah, wrapping it up here with Caroline Gonzalez from NewOrleansSaints.com. And Caroline, it seems like such a, a silly question even to ask at this point as we all collectively deal with our new reality. But in terms of you guys and, and your day-to-day and trying to get everything done on the digital side of things, what's been the weirdest part of a football season in COVID for you guys thus far? Um, I had to purchase a ring light, which I always thought was uh, for influencers and people making TikToks. Um, But yeah, I think the working from home and just 
the first game inside the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. I think you're going to experience it this week, Eddie, uh, the, the quietness of everything. Because, you know, when you're a reporter and you're looking down and you're tweeting and you're taking notes, um, you look up uh, not only on the snap of the football, but when fans erupt. And so that's kind of your signal to look up, see what's going on, and, and things like that. And there was just none of that. Like, you could hear a pin drop. You could hear all of the guys talking to each other. Um, and I think that was by far the strangest part because you couldn't, as as media members, you didn't really get up for game day. Like, it wasn't um, the big production and excitement that it usually has been. And, of course, once the ball snapped, you get excited, but you don't feed off of that energy of the fans. So I think that's been the weirdest part of just being without fans because they give you so much energy and so much life. Yeah, like you said, something we'll experience firsthand on Monday night. Uh, when the Saints come to town. So, Caroline, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We appreciate you. Stay safe, stay healthy, and, and hopefully we can do this again soon. Thanks for having me, Eddie. A sincere thank you once again to Caroline Gonzalez from NewOrleansSaints.com. Kickoff tonight is scheduled for 5.15 p.m. I'm Eddie Pascal, and this is The Morning Grind. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Morning Grind on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Since starting Allegiant some 20 years ago, we've flown more than 100 million people to be with those they love. We're pilots, flight attendants, and technicians, but we're also parents, spouses, and neighbors. And just like you, we're excited to reconnect with the people and places that matter most. That's why we're going the distance for health and safety, on the ground and in the air. Because the further we go now, the safer it'll be to go farther tomorrow. Allegiant, the official airline of the Las Vegas Raiders. Low fares, nonstop flights, only at Allegiant.com.